the blast from our past network. Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! No good for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Mm, giddy up. <laughs> Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two superfans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to back to back to back. Speaking of back, back is like ass, ass back, ass man, ass back man. I'm Adam. <laughs> I'm Corey. That, I was like, is he having a stroke? What is happening? <laughs> yeah, well, well, I was just trying to think of a good segue and that really was not one, but we get the ass man today. That's right, because we are talking season six, episode 20, The Fusillage, Jerry. Uh, first aired on April 27th, 1995. Corey, my man, could you please give us that synopsis? Well, not only do we have the ass man, we also have Putty. Elaine's new boyfriend, Putty, uses one of Jerry's sexual moves. Kramer mistakenly receives vanity license plates that read Ass Man. That's right. And there's a lot more to this episode even than just that. <laughs> I was going to say, judging by the amount of notes I have and how many lines I have, there's also a million more scenes ahead of us, too. Yes, a lot of quick cutting uh, in this one. Absolutely so. Uh, but per usual, we start off with a stand-up. And this one, about cars breaking down. <laughs> This one's very applicable to me, I think, because I don't know shit about cars. Uh, the worst part about a car breaking down is when you're out on the road, you know, you're a guy, because you know you have to go out and pretend like you know what you're doing. Yep. <laughs> you got to go, all right, honey, I'm going to go check it out. You walk around to the front, open the hood. That's good, because it obscures her view. That's the main reason you want to do that. I like this little side note there. Uh, you're looking in there, you know, and you're, you're hoping you're going to see something in there that is so simple. So obvious, so incredibly easy to fix, even you can handle it. You know, like a giant on-off switch turned off. I was like, yeah, that was a it's it's very relatable, that one. Yeah, I agree. Like that, I very much enjoyed that stand-up because I was like, yep, I'm just like that. I literally, you know, that that kind of that bullshit masculinity where yo, oh, you're supposed to know everything about cars, but I just fucking don't. And I don't <laughs> care that I don't, you know? Yeah. I'll deal with it if I have to, but Pay a professional. Well, we talk about it on the Amco episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Go check out our Patreon uh, for that. And, uh, yeah, both of us were like, we don't know jack shit about cars. And maybe uh, we both would have rather gone into uh, vocational schools versus yep. art schools. But, yeah, the whole tirade and tangent on there. So go check that out. Yes, please do. All right, we start off this episode with Jerry and Elaine just walking down the street. Uh, they're talking about her going out with David Putty, who is apparently Jerry's mechanic. Well, so, and yeah. his friend, he says he's known Putty for a long time. I kind of always forget that the that the relationship started with Putty and Jerry being friends. Now, mm -hmm. he's friends, but he, I mean, he's his mechanic, obviously. But he does mention it's his friend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I didn't really connect that all that much, but more so just that you know, he's been using him or, you know, he knows the guy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Because he's not a fan of, you know, her dating someone that he knows. Yeah. That kind of thing. So, yeah. Um, all right. At Monk's, we see George and Estelle. Uh, George, you know, making fun of Monk's for having lobster on the menu, which is 
interesting, but I don't know, pretty apt for a diner. Yeah, so. I guess. But no, the, but the question that George George poses is interesting. Do they bring one in every day, hoping to sell? <laughs> like, what? Where? Where is it? You know? Yeah, that's that's a good question. So we find out here that Estelle is getting an eye job. You know, because she's out there. All right, she's out there, and she's she's got to let people know, and she wants to look better for it. You can't be out there because I'm out there. I love George's reply to that. Yes, George cannot handle realizing that his parents are human and they have yeah. human needs. And he just, you know, granted, most of the time they don't act human. They act like cartoon characters. <laughs> so I kind of get it because George does as well. Um, but, yeah, he uh, he cannot handle that. And that is something that, you know, uh, I think actually we talked about in <laughs> – Maybe it was Curve or maybe it was Cartwright. I can't remember when you kind of realize some things about your parents and like, yeah. that they have <laughs> human qualities. And I think he does. He's not ready to get to that spot with with his parents. I think it was when you, we talked about the the poster that you dad your <laughs> yeah. dad had on yes, his wall, and now you're like, we were like, huh? It's weird to know what your dad's type is. What was the poster? Who was the poster that he had? Corey Everson. <laughs> she was a Miss Olympia for like. Six years or something. He's got a type, baby. <laughs> He's got a type. So. And she, uh, Stell's trying to find a type. She's trying to sure. get out there. She feels her eyes aren't that great, so she's going to get an eye job. So um, the problem, though, with getting the eye job is she needs to have someone drive her back from it. You know, she won't be able to see and won't be able to drive herself. So George, you know, he doesn't want to do that. But Kramer happens to pass by right then and there. And so George kind of forcibly has him sit down and join them uh, in the conversation, which I love how Kramer immediately talks to Estelle. It's like, oh, yeah, you got to get out there. You know, you're out there now. Do this <laughs> yeah, thing. You're out there now. Yeah. He's so supportive, especially yeah. with uh, the Costanzas. Yes, yes. So, yeah. So George uh, gets Kramer to drive her back. But to do so, he has got to register his car first. So he goes to the DMV to get his plate, and we pull out. A vanity plate, ass man. <laughs> and I love when he's trying to, like, give it back or, you know, kind of being like, tell the clerk that it's wrong. And she's like, well, sir, you are the ass man. <laughs> in, in the eyes of the state of New York, you are the ass man. And she delivers her lines just perfectly. <laughs> yeah. And I think uh, it, it was with a well-placed uh, tinge of I don't give a fuck, yeah, which is yes, a perfect, yeah. like, government, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, employee kind of thing. Yep, yeah. One of my favorite phrases that I do all the time is, you know, when you do something, you know, sort of half-assed, it's maybe a little bit more than on the 50% side, but it's sort of half-assed, I always say, yep, yeah, good enough for government work, and just walk away. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that is a thing. And as for <laughs> someone who works for the government... You're not wrong. <laughs> and, and hey, man, I grew up, uh, you know, in Maryland, outside of D.C., nine times out of ten, and my mother included, everybody's working for the government some way, shape, or form in Maryland, you know. Mm. We're all working for the man. Damn, damn right, bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, which goes back to we should have gotten other careers when we were, <laughs> we were younger. <laughs> and it goes back to join our Patreon page. Please yeah. and thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, we cut to Elaine and Putty after a particular rigorous sex session, uh, and something's kind of wrong on Elaine's face. I guess, but before we go into that, because we're going to cut uh, and just explain that, Putty! Putty! Patrick Warburton! Hey, it's good to see Putty! 
Oh, man. And I'll just say it now because we're talking general putty thoughts. Man, He in this episode, he comes out fully formed, you know, yeah. with, with the yeah, that's right and, and all that kind of stuff and the squinty <laughs> eyes. And he's putty. He is putty right out of the gate. He does. He's so fucking squinty-eyed, isn't he? Like, it's just, like, ridiculous. Like, is Warburton playing that way or is he almost always like that? Well, you see him... He's definitely accentuating it, but his eyes are a bit squintier, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's definitely pushing it a little bit more. Uh, what's his name? A uh, French Steward. And oh was it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, you know he he played that character with that face for like freaking seven years, and I'm sure in season three he re- was regretting that decision to to make <laughs> that face, you know. But yeah, Putty's it's more of his face, but just kind of accentuated and i say that because like when you go to um california adventureland and in, in california i think i believe it the disney parks are open back up now and everything and you go to uh soaring soaring over california um he actually is there to sort of introduce the uh the safety features of the the ride and whatnot and you know he's kind of being more himself you know not quite putty-esque uh, and he's got a, a bit of the squinty eyes there but uh i always think like man that's a that's a genius move right there to be just locked in with Disney and then you know doing mm. like the, the the park stuff too and you know I mean he's he's got such a long gig with with Family Guy yeah and he's one of those guys where like his shtick is putty like he's kind of never really changed his shtick kind of like mm-hmm. <laughs> David Spade or something um, <laughs> or John Lovitz but I feel like Putty or, or Warburton Patrick Warburton has gotten more mileage out of this shtick than other people have. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> perfect. Uh, perfect. All right. So so we cut to Monks where Jerry is talking to Elaine. Elaine lets him know he did the move. Now, you know, she tells Jerry all about this and he stole Jerry's move. Apparently Jerry kind of told him about this when they're, you know, you know, waiting for the car to get fixed or something like that. And now Jerry's all upset, uh, and he wants him to stop. My question to you, and you might guess what it is, do you have a move? <laughs> uh, I don't – see, the thing is, I don't really talk about, like, that nitty-gritty with other people, so I don't know if I'm doing anything different than anybody else. But I guess I should say I haven't had any complaints so far. Uh, <laughs> what about you, buddy? Oh, wow. do, you, do you have any signature moves? The wiggle. Oh, <laughs> Wait, wait. Is that your butt? Is that your I'm finger? Is that your You got to keep it in your head. You will just figure it out. The people who know, know. All right? And that's that. Uh, oh, God. I'm, I feel dirty right now. <laughs> uh, anyway. All right. Elaine, I do love how when Jerry says he wants uh, Putty to stop, Elaine's like, well, wait, wait, no. I mean, you don't have to. She she likes the move. Yeah. She wants him to keep using the move. Well, then she shouldn't have brought it all up then. She shouldn't have made a big stink about it. <laughs> true. That is very true. Uh, the only difference, though, is at the end, he doesn't use the swirl. He uses the pinch. Yeah. <laughs> and they do, I think, a fantastic job this entire episode of kind of keeping you from really knowing what all the move yep. contains. You hear a couple things, but you never really know what it is, which is great because if it did, then it would like yeah. it would ruin the magic. You know, it would be yeah. they showed Jaws too early or some stuff like that. And instead, you know, you have to use this information and you're like, fucking end with a swirl. Okay, I, I get that, I guess. But a pinch? What the fuck is the pinch? Like, what is going on? And then when we find out more about it later, it's just like, what the fuck is this? No, that's you're right, dude. Uh, the move here is 
Bruce the Shark from Jaws in this episode. It, the less we see, the better it is because what we do see sounds pretty horrible. <laughs> With yeah. a pinch and a, and a knuckle, well, that's more George's uh, yeah, thing. Yeah. But yeah, it just it all sounds pretty horrible. <laughs> it does. Uh, but it seems to be effective. Uh, yeah. Hey, everybody, it's your two favorite podcast hosts, Adam and Corey from Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, and we have something very exciting to tell you about. That's right. We have decided to take on not just Seinfeld, but also Curb Your Enthusiasm, exclusive to our Patreon feed. So that means every single month we go episode by episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And the fun thing is, I've never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm before, so I am super excited to go down this road with you, Adam. But even better, when you join at the Curb Your Enthusiasm tier, you also unlock the complete back catalog of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, totally ad-free. So you get Seinfeld, you get Curb, and you get Adam and Corey. What else could you want? I don't know, maybe to dip my bald head in oil and rub it all over your body? Uh, I'm sorry, Corey. That's another tier. We're not ready for that yet. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. All right. Well, now back to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. Uh, Jerry tells George about Putty, you know, stealing his move. And now George wants the move. He has no moves. You know, he has nothing that's working, apparently. And, d- so. d- and George is in such a tizzy at the beginning of the scene because mm-hmm. his his girlfriend is giving him nothing. He's like, "What did he say? Like, I, I would I would prefer like a burp or a snort or something than to nothing." And yeah. he's in such a tizzy that like he actually asks for a piece of Jerry's candy bar, and he Jerry kind of breaks him off a piece of his candy bar. It kind of calms George down. I yeah. thought that was a I thought that was a very cute little sweet moment but also it ties into all the candy that jerry was eating uh for the dentist you know oh, and, every, and yeah. i was like oh jerry's got a hell of a sweet tooth this season specifically yeah okay you know what i agree with that i like that uh so yeah um yeah we find out yeah exactly george is dating this person um but really the i mean that's george's problem if he can't mm-hmm. satisfy her you know that's uh that's his own problem and i'm kind of surprised why this lady goes on multiple dates with him and like has stayed with him if he's not satisfying her at all. No, but whatever. That's not my you know judgment. He is uh, he works for the Yankees, so maybe there's that. I think I think that gives him a lot more pull than than. Yeah, we're probably giving him credit for you know. Yep. So, uh, so Jerry has to prepare George a little bit for the move, and he just is like, all right, you have to really you have to. Pay attention. Is if you're going to do this, you have to do it right. And he starts telling him this and all stuff, which we don't get any of it. We kind of start off with, you know, oh, do you have a headboard? Well, yeah. Is it padded? Is it not? It's not? Okay, good, good. And, <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck? It really adds to the entire mystery of what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so. But no, it's, and it's a great editing thing that I'm sure you appreciated because yes. they're talking about it on the street. And then it cuts to them going into to, to Jerry's apartment. And they're finishing the conversation with... You know, the swirl, which the we know swirl. exactly already about yep. things we've already heard about. Yep, and it's um, perfect. Now he does he does mention that he uh, he does clockwise. George asks, you know, hey, does it you know does it matter clockwise or counter? And he was just like, well, you know, it doesn't really matter. I don't put thought of it, but I typically go clockwise. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> all right. Um, then in comes Kramer uh, with some uh, pasta on a small stand in the shape of a person. <laughs> It's Fusilli Jerry. It's Fusilli Jerry. It's here. And I love that there's no buildup to this. There's mm-hmm. none at all. 
Kramer just comes in and he looks like a dog who brought like a toy to his owner. And he's just standing there smiling, waiting for Jerry to like, you know, appreciate what Kramer has done. And I think it's, I really think it's perfect that it has no buildup. It's just something Kramer's been working on on the side. And I love it. Yep. I wholeheartedly agree. He even mentions, you know, he wanted to do, uh, you know, little pasta people for everybody. He uh, planned out doing ravioli for George, which is <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Honestly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, few silly because Jerry's silly. He's yes. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, all right. So they kind of talk about his new plates. Um, I like he's getting he's getting more confident with being the ass man. I'm Cosmo Kramer, the ass man. You know, he's <laughs> he's getting into it. So uh, I do. They kind of debate like, you know, OK, who would this person be who has this kind of vanity plate? And he kind of decides, I mean, you know, maybe it's a proctologist uh, and that kind of stuff. Kramer mentions, you know, um, that proctology proctologist stories are the best. And, you know, oh, if you ever meet one, you got to talk to him. They're just, you know, he's, he's fascinated by proctology, apparently. Yeah. And, so. and every story ends with, it was one in a million, Doc, one in a million. Yep, exactly. Because they always say, oh, it was just some accident. Yep. You know, how, which it, you know, <laughs> probably w- wasn't. Exactly. Yep. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jerry goes to uh, the mechanic and he confronts Putty about stealing his move. And, you know, they end up obviously fighting, being mad at each other. And so, you know. Jerry, leave, they all leave in a huff and basically knowing that he's not going to use Putty again. Putty doesn't want him to use him again. So Jerry drives and he runs over like some pothole or something and fuck his cars, you know, messed up. And of course, we know he won't be able to go to Putty. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that sucks because yep. a good mechanic is hard to find or an honest mechanic, I should say. Yeah, agreed. Wholeheartedly agreed. Like if, I've moved enough times, and I just hate it because I haven't really been able to form a bond with a mechanic yet because, you know, every couple of years I've moved, and so mm-hmm. it's like, well, I don't really know yet. I don't know anybody, and most of the time I'm certain they're all just fucking me over. Yep, because it's the Johnson rod. <laughs> Johnson, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so, I, and I don't know anything better. Yep. So. Yeah, all of this is so fucking true. <laughs> yep. All right, we see George in bed with this current lady. Uh, this is character is Nancy Clopper, played by Marla Sucaretza. I'm glad uh, you said it, buddy, not me. Sucaretza, which uh, the thing that I recognized her most on is the movie Road Trip. Did you ever see that one? That's the only place I know her from, baby. And I love that movie. Was funny as shit. By it the way, it is funny. Yep, yep. I mean, that was kind of when Tom Green was pretty yep. big, and he yep. you know he played a side character on it. Mm-hmm. Stifler, uh, Sean William yep. Scott. Um, or Sean Patrick, what, yeah, whatever yeah. his name is. Uh, it was, he, it was... he basically, he played Stifler again, basically. Uh, but the, this is, this is the woman who played, she was the sperm, uh, donor nurse who, uh, gives him a, you know, works his, milks his prostate. Milks his prostate. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I check out road trip. Uh, it came out in 2000. It's definitely it's one, Amy one Smart, of, right? Huh? Amy Smart is in that yep, one. Amy oh, Smart, yeah. oh, love, and I, I think that was when I fell in love with Amy Smart. Um, but it's one of the better of the, you know, like it's that whole era of of teen comedies that came out post American Pie, and I think it was one of the better ones. And it kind of gets overlooked, but check out Road Trip. It was actually really fucking good. I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, first American Pie is awesome, funny yep. movie. The, all the sequels are not really worth it. Yeah. Um, 
Road Trip is very funny. And then I'll throw out uh, Not Another Teen Movie is another one. that Well, that's kind of as a parody. But then also uh, Euro Trip is I, I another act- good one. I was actually going to say, yeah, the, the Euro Trip, which is like a weird pseudo sequel to this. It's like more like they're trying to keep the trip name, you know, type of thing going. But yeah, yeah. that one was actually good as well. There's some yeah. uh, there's some gems in these early 2000 teen comedies. Exactly. That's where the uh, Scotty Doesn't Know came from, which is I felt kind of permeated actual pop culture. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Yep. All right. You know, as they're doing their stuff, she's uncomfortable. You know, George, he was trying to please her, but, you know, it's not really working. Poor George. No, poor George. Poor George. He uh, got the order all wrong, I think. I do like how she says, it's like she's being probed by aliens down there. That was (laughs) funny. And that really, it's hilarious, but it's a great way to give you a visual of how terrible it is of what he's doing. Yeah, and and for someone who I've never had to... you know, feel those kind of sensations as a guy, um, you know, but as like a woman, especially I probably like when you're early on and you don't really know what you're doing and you're messing around with, you know, other teenagers or early college or high school, whatever. And like, you're having those first experiences. I bet it very much feels like you're being probed when you're just having these horny dudes touching all over and doing that stuff. It's probably creepy as fuck. And I feel bad for them. But at the same time, like, you know, it's hot. As, as, as On the other side, it's a guy you're so excited to explore. But yeah. as the girl, I'm sure it's you're excited, but also it's terrifying. Creepy. And terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah no, you're, you're right, dude. I, Dude, I mean, when, when, you're, when I was younger, I was like, man, I, you know, I want to be in my 20s forever or whatever. But seriously, now that I'm in my 40s and I don't have any of the weird hangups of when you're a, a kid and a teenager, mm. I never want to be back in <laughs> high school again, bro. I love being older. <laughs> Yeah, definitely, definitely some mental benefits to it yeah. without question. Yeah, so yeah. I will say I'm getting old enough, and I had to stop playing, you know, sports as much, and I'm not, I can't lift as much, and all this kind of stuff. I'm just, I'm just a pathetic, you know, body, but the mind is still sharp. <laughs> the, the mind is still sharp. <laughs> so. All right, we cut to Elaine who is being very pleasured, uh, but then all of a sudden, Putty stops because. He's upset because Jerry confronted him, and now he doesn't feel comfortable doing the move anymore. So now, you know, I like his little line at the end of this quick little scene where I'll come up with something. <laughs> he'll, he'll find his own little niche. Yeah. And he's got that, like, that thousand-yard stare, that, like, PTSD <laughs> stare. It's good. It's good. Putty's great, man. Right out of the gate. Yep. So uh, Kramer gets a note on his car, just a funny, quick little thing, because it was Ass Man, um, where someone left their measure- measurements, and, you know, because they think they have what uh, he might want. Oh, so I thought they left like, phone it was like 34, 26, 46. Uh, so meaning the 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 bust yeah, yeah. and the waist were like normal-ish, yeah. but the ass was big. So that's what it was. God, I'm such an idiot, dude. I my note was why did the audience lose his shit its shit in this scene? And it's because I thought that that was the ass man's phone number. I thought he saw it, and I thought that was his phone. You're right. I mean, you're 100% right. I'm an idiot. It's not a phone number, and and I missed that. Probably just I glanced up at it. But even Mm. as a kid, I thought that that was a phone number. I didn't know that that was – and now it all makes sense to me. Thank you, because that scene, it's literally – it's four seconds long, but I Mm -hmm. didn't understand why the audience was laughing so hard and why he was smiling and looking around. And that does that tie into – the girl that he brings in later is that her um i i'm not a like sewist by any means 
But the lady who came later was not those proportions. Okay, she was got bigger it. Okay. proportions, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But still, you 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 single handedly just made this episode better for me because I didn't understand okay. this little moment right here. So thank oh, you yeah. for that. That's one hundred percent what it is. Yep. Um, thanks to my uh, background, I used to film um, like sewing arts and crafts videos, and, and so you just know what measurements are. But also, you hear like the 36, 24, yeah. 36, or whatever it is. Like that's classic. But she had the top and middle, uh, the the bust and waist of like the regular, but then the forty six the ass, the waist ass. was the biggest, and or the um, <laughs> hips were the biggest, and so it was just like woo. <sighs> S man, S man, S man, yeah, S man. That's we're just about there. All right, so Estelle had her surgery. Uh, she is warned that she can't cry, uh, which is a thing. Uh, Keisha got um, LASIK at one point, and mm. she was basically told that she wasn't allowed to cry. Uh, but this is obviously slightly different. But anyway, a little tie into that. Uh, Kramer parks in a doctor's only. He uses his license plate as proof to the security guard, which I think is quite funny. And the security guard is played by Jeff Coopwood, um, who played Robbie Robertson in Spider-Man 2, the Tobey Maguire one. Um, oh, okay. Remember Robbie Robertson's is uh, J. Jonah Jameson's, like, sort of, yeah. it, it's like his editor, right-hand man, but he's always more of the rational uh, yes. uh, voice. And, yeah, so he played Robbie Robertson in, in the Maguire movies. Oh, Okay. All right, cool. That's very cool. And you notice in this in the episode, he's kind of already gotten the the white streak in his hair. Yeah, and by yeah. Spider Man Two is all of his hair is white. It's all you white. know, yeah. Yep. Nice. All right. So uh, Kramer compliments Estelle on how she's looking, and you know things are going well. And other people are yelling at him about, "Hey, ass man, ass hey, man, back in town." <laughs> so, which uh, makes Estelle feel kind of confident in her looks she's taking ass man as oh kramer is getting some ass like uh, that i think that's what it is ass comma man like yeah get that ass comma man yeah Yeah. yep 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 yeah exactly i think that's that's how she's taking it and so she's like wow they must think i'm a sweet piece of ass uh and so you know she's boosting that they end up hitting a pothole maybe it's the same one jerry hit i don't know but kramer does the reach out to kind of protect her uh and you know she thinks he did it on purpose and felt her up. Yeah. So, yeah. Did you notice at the end of this scene, I'm sure you were taking notes, and as this shot is fading to black because she's kind of like looking around, you know, it's, it's, it's hung on an awkward moment. You know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As it's fading to black, in the final one or two frames of it going to black, Estelle is opening her mouth to talk again. And I'm like, what? What is she? I was curious because, you know, you can tell they know where they wanted to cut it. But then the fade went too long into probably maybe the next take, maybe whatever. But I've never noticed that before because she opens her mouth to say something and she looks mad. But it it's too it's already gone. It's like the last frame or two. Yeah. Yeah, that does that does uh, make me curious if they had some more in the script right. or whatever it was. I mean, where uh, they cut they... it was perfect. It's just yeah. they unfortunately the fade went too long. Yeah, yeah. Good to know. Hmm. Now, Clay, cool. good question. This is actually a 100% of filmic question. Are are fade to blacks a, a standard amount? Like you're always used 20 no, frames? Like, nope. So they could have adjusted that if they caught it then. 100%. All right. So that was just bad editing then. Yep. Yeah. It's just, it was just an issue. Exactly. They, they missed that. Now I, I missed it. Like most people probably did, but yep. you were really paying attention. So good for you. You've earned a cookie. Oh, you know what? I'll take that cookie. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to come to Georgia, baby. You, you've earned my cookie. How about that? 
<laughs> Actually, I wish you said candy bar because I had a picture uh, when uh, uh, when Venkman was given the candy bar to Egon and they kind of, you yeah. know, because you earned it, you know. <laughs> there you go. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim. And with me today in studio is co-host Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. Talking back. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late-night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. Uh, Jerry and George have to go over the move again because he fucked it up, as we saw it earlier. And, you know, Elaine ends up coming up. Uh, He gets a call for his car, which the price quote for it is just too fucking high, you know, that he feels for what is needed to fix it. And... He can't obviously take it to Putty's place, you know, because of all that. So, uh, Elaine is mad that Putty can't use the move anymore, you know, that he doesn't feel comfortable using it. And so now, you know, she hasn't been able to be satisfied, if you will. Um, So, he uh, is doing something else right now, which just, it's not working. And George asks, is there a knuckle involved? (laughs) And there is, and he stole George's move with a knuckle. And then now your head's spinning. What the fuck is George doing with a knuckle? <laughs> he doesn't know. It's, yeah. And I like this because, yeah, at this point, you buy it. You don't need the setup between George and Putty knowing each other. It's it, it's a great, solid little gag. And it's weird because now, essentially, George and Jerry are both having sex with Elaine via Putty, like via the moves <laughs> through Putty. It's a it's a weird incestual friendship they sort of have going on. I didn't consider it that um, at all, but interesting. <laughs> I don't know what goes on in your head. Uh, you know, that's maybe that's for tonight. Uh, well, you're thinking about stuff, but all right. Uh, Jerry wants Elaine to kind of get a quote from Putty. Just ask him some stuff, uh, and so. You know, she kind of acquiesces to it. But then she also notices this Fusilli Jerry, that weird fucking thing. <laughs> Hold on. She, I love the way she notices it because she's already, like, in a huff. And she just turns around and sees it. It's just sitting there on the table. She's like, 
what? What is this? Like, what kind of fresh hell are we dealing with now, you know? And he's like, ah, it's mm-hmm. Vasily Cherry. But I love yeah, her immediate... He, it's like he's warmed up to it, though, as well. <laughs> I love how... I just love her immediate reaction of rejection immediately. Yep. Yep. Very much so. And, yeah. and this is also the scene that we had the good um, Johnson Rod conversation oh, between... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, I mean, we already talked about it, but that whole conversation was... It's perfect. It's it's 100% true. He's, when George is like, who the hell knows what they're saying? And we, we don't know. It could Johnson Rod. Yeah, they can charge us whatever the hell we want. And that's kind of like the, the social contract. Like, I feel like George understands the social contract that we've gone into as a society with the car mechanic. If you don't know what's going on, if you don't know your car, 90% chance you're going to get fucked over. Yep. Yep. Agree. And George is and like, you just accept it. That's what how is. life is. That's a, Yes. <laughs> and I, I am in that. I'm yeah. not a... We are both established fully that we're not the fight back right. kind of type. And so, like... If that's the price, I'll just fucking pay it. And if I don't like the price, I'm just gonna go to another mechanic. I'll go, um, but I'll but I'll go next time. I'll pay yes, this exactly. time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's next time. So you and I are so similar in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, they do see Kramer, who's with someone named Sally. Um, who, yeah, maybe is that person. I don't think so. Um, but she she wiggles her hips uh, in a very eccentric fashion to emphasize that hey, he's there for that ass. <laughs> Yeah, and then I was like, you know what? Good for her, man. Get get that Kramer D, you know. And she, yeah. I mean, she's big. She was like tall too. Like she yeah. was almost as tall as Michael Richards. And uh, but I was like, you know what? Good for them. You know, kind of showing her on the show because nowadays things are much different. You know, mm-hmm. with who they cast on TV and stuff like that. Um, but back then, we all know it wasn't. So I was like, I was very happy to see this lady strutting her stuff, looking real happy doing it. All right, at the Costanzas, Frank is there uh, trying to get some mail, and him and Estelle. They're in a scene together. They're going to be yelling at each other. And so they're just obviously yelling about random stuff. Uh, mentions that uh, Kramer made a pass at her. You know, Estelle, Estelle mentions this. He stopped short. And uh-oh, Frank's pissed because this is Frank's move. He stopped short. That's what he does. I, I love it. This is great writing, dude, because it's all tying back to the same thing. It it's like it, just, it keeps going and going. You think like... How you could have had Frank and Estelle in the show without tying it in to this whole yep. thing, and yet they're still doing it. It's, it's awesome. It all works. Uh, Elaine is with Putty, and they're making out. And I like it's kind of funny. She's trying to get some quotes about different <laughs> different car stuff. I don't know. It's just cute. And uh, part of me is just like, wow, lucky Patrick Warburton gets to make out with Julie Louise <laughs> Dreyfus in this scene like over and over again. I thought uh, the same thing. I literally <laughs> thought the same thing. <laughs> so uh, He uh, starts to make a move. And I do love Elaine's little line here. She's like, not the knuckle. <laughs> so. All right. We uh, cut to George and Nancy. And she has been left ultra pleased she's very happy he ended uh with a uh counterclockwise swirl and you know she's all excited about it he uh notices she notices something on his arm (laughs) and what the fuck was it he had crib notes because he screwed up the order of everything he now had to rewrote things on his arm and she's all upset she says you're sick and she (laughs) walks away now part of me is like he just is trying to learn and you know what he figured something out that pleased you like is it that bad? <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. I mean, I, I get her reaction, but at the same time, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, like, at least George is trying to please you. I think there's a lot of guys in this world who don't care about the woman's pleasure, you know? And I think in, George is trying. 
Yeah, you know what? I'll, you know what? I hope. I hope that she goes out there and she finds out that George was a good guy to sort of have, and she was a little bit maybe too rash about this. Yeah. Now I do actually. It does kind of remind me. There is that scene in American Pie, uh, where the kid who was in um, Major League. I can't remember. Not Major League. Uh, Rookie of the Year. Who was in Rookie of the Year? He's with Tara Reid. That character. He. There's a spot where he's pleasing her, and then he stops, pulls out like a a book or a thing of like notes. He reads it and then he goes back and she enjoys it. But it was very, very similar. You, you, uh, I barely heard what you were saying because you just blew my fucking mind. I never knew that the kid in, in American pie <laughs> was the rookie of the year kid. And yeah. in, in, in once you said it, I'm just, I'm in, in my mind's eye. I'm doing the Zach Galifianakis, you know, a uh, gif, you know, where I can see all the the pieces yes, moving together. Yeah. The, the algorithm coming together. I'm like, Oh my God. The, the whole time you were talking, I was like, Oh my God, that is the kid from rookie of the year. Yeah, absolutely. You're yeah. With you. <laughs> so, but, uh, but yeah, what you're saying though is they did rip off Seinfeld then for that scene. I think so. Yeah. I think a little bit. It does. It does play fairly similarly. Yeah, I think you're right. So. Though I mean, I mean, we know that this show is massively influential. Uh, and, and and you know that kid didn't write that scene. It was written by you know a yeah. comedy writer. Oh, yeah. So like you know that they watched Seinfeld. I, I can't imagine there was a single comedy writer working in the 2000s that didn't. Watch mm-hmm. Seinfeld back in the day. Yep, yep, wholeheartedly agree. So, all uh, right. Um, Elaine tells Jerry about the pricing, and it's much better. It's significantly better pricing, and so he wants to go back to Putty. I love his line here, and he's like, "I'll let I'll let him use the moves, whatever." Do you know how much a good mechanic is worth? You can't compare that to sex, <laughs> and I think that's just like you know what that is accurate. You know, when you're getting a good deal. It's not that big of a deal. And he's, you know, let him do whatever move he wants. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, Frank comes up and he is mad. He's looking for Kramer. And he's like, mmm, that's used. He used my move. Mmm, I stop short. Stop short. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wrote that. Mmm, I stop short. And I, he's, he's, it's so, like, weird and exaggerated, and it, but it's perfectly Frank Costanza. I love it. It is. Absolutely. So uh, Kramer comes in. They end up yelling at each other. They end up shoving each other. And Jerry Stiller ends up falling backwards onto Fusilli Jerry, which must have been made with some uh, industrial strength glue or something because it tears through his pants. It must have (laughs) because it ends up being lodged in his butthole. In his butthole. (laughs) Keep in mind, corkscrew pasta. Yes, that was a bad choice. All right, so we cut to the proctologist's office. Kramer notices uh, a picture of a boat that the boat is named Ass Man. Oh, this must be the guy that his vanity plate was meant for. So Kramer kind of sees him, asks him about it. He says, oh, so you're the Ass Man. He kind of gives a little wink. And, uh, you know, then that's the end of that little scene, except we get a VO from Frank just kind of off screen where he says, million to one shot, Million to one shot, Doc. Million to one. Exactly that phrase that the, they joked about earlier. That they all say it's like, oh, it's some accident. But we know it actually was an accident this time, so it's kind of funny. Which is which is what makes it really really funny. Uh, by the way, Kramer is wearing his lobster shirt again. Uh, I kind of <laughs> want to, if we ever do like a Cartwright 2.0 and like revisit the entire series, I want to track how many times you see this lobster shirt uh, on on Kramer <laughs> during the whole okay. series. Here we go. Uh, and then we come back to a little tag at the very end during the credits where uh, Frank returns to the Costanza house and Estelle is there and 
she's all worried about them. And, you know, she, he tells her about his issue with the uh, fusilli <laughs> up his woo. And, um, yeah, she ends up being so worried that she starts crying. And George is like, mom, don't cry because of the surgery. And that's the end of that. Yeah. Uh, didn't, didn't love that tag. No, didn't, didn't need it. It, it didn't take anything yeah. away from it, but at the same no, time, yeah, it didn't, yeah. it didn't add anything fun. Like we always think a, a tag at the end should be something that's like, you know, super fun. Um, mm-hmm. but as a whole, man, uh, you, you know, we all know Putty is one, one of our favorite characters. Uh, everyone loves freaking Putty. And I was so excited to see his introduction. And I was I, I was hoping that it would hold up to what, you know, what I wanted it to be, what I remembered it to be. And boy, oh boy, did I, I think we got more than I thought we were going to get this episode. Um, not only do we get Putty, we also get the Facility Jerry, which is another you know, Seinfeldism, like another thing. Uh, we get the million to one shot doc. We, you know, we get the, hey, yes, man, which is something I always loved. I always loved Kramer, you know, driving the car, being like, hey, you know, and then, uh, you know, we got Estelle, we got Frank. This is a chock full episode, but it's chock full of so much goodness. And when I left the episode, the first time, you know, after I watched it, I was like, okay, I had a certain, you know, a uh, 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 very high um, rating for it. But it was through the conversation with you, not only did you point out, you know, that one scene that, that I mentioned, you know, you fixed it for me, uh, which really added a piece to the puzzle. Not a huge piece, but my note for that scene was, why was everyone laughing so hard? I clearly didn't get it. And mm. so thank you for that. Um, but one thing talking to you and kind of like thinking about it, I feel like the writing in this episode is also very tight. I like how things, everything kind of comes back to people's moves and stuff. And then, you know, of course we think the facility, Jerry, we, we like the fact that it was just dropped on, on, on Jerry here and it's great. And that was cool. But then it actually becomes a plot point that interweaves with the ass man. The ass man interweaves with Estelle. Estelle interweaves with stopping short. That interweaves with that's my move. It's your move. George has moves. Dude, it was just fucking chock full of greatness. And I started out as a, as a 4.5, but I'm giving this one a five baby because I love the, the, the opening monologue as well. And I'm giving this one five. Yeah, that's right. Out of five. Oh, uh, what's oh just five out of five? No, five. Yeah, that's right. Out of five. Oh, okay, okay. And that's <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> all right. Uh, so I did not think the tag was all that great. We've kind of already mentioned that they could have found a better way to make her cry because they set that up, or honestly, just don't set up the cry thing and then don't give me the tag, and and that would have been just as fine. But you know, it didn't hurt all that much from the episode. Um, I, you know, I like at least that they brought it back for some reason. They talked about it and then they at least did something with it. And the writing on this one, as you said, it's on fucking point. There were just so many things that interweaved and interwove, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but they intertwined. Whatever they did is they, um, they definitely, uh, they worked. That's what it did. This episode fucking worked. And... Just wonderful Seinfeld things that I didn't realize we were going to have so much. We had all the the crazy stuff with the move, you know, whether it's a swirl, a pinch, or a knuckle, or whatever. All that shit was just a crawl or a stop short. Like, that was great to see all of that. The Fusilli Jerry, uh, the Ass Man, Putty, and his first appearance. And you're right, he came out Putty Perfection, <laughs> which is awesome. So, all of that on top with a stand-up. 
that I really appreciated at the beginning. I uh, I had it from the beginning, and I will still have it, and and not having to change at all. Five out of five counterclockwise swirls. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, dude, it's 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 so cool, man. It's so great when we see an episode that we know we loved fondly and and it has a character that we love fondly and also to see that they just hit it out of the park with it so which obviously helps probably our nostalgic love for this character because his introduction was in this awesome thing um in this awesome episode but like let let me ask you this yeah we can probably agree we don't really need a stand-up at the end but the estelle Mm -hmm. crying thing we didn't need a conclusion to her eyes, especially knowing because we're going to record it in two seconds the next episode um, and we watched them back to back. We know that the her eye thing doesn't come back at least in the next episode. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know. Yeah. If, I don't know if there's a question here, but like what, what would we rather have seen? Maybe something else getting tied up or we just didn't need this at all. Yeah, I agree. Like, don't just don't bring up the cry thing or have it be something more important um, or some other funnier way to do it. But yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe something back with, with a move, seeing somebody do a move or, you know what? Yeah. I, I'm not sure what it is. Um, maybe I would have liked to see, well, you know, never mind. I I know we see Frank do the stop short later with, uh, uh, his Vietnam lady, I I believe later. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, I don't know, just something else, maybe, maybe with a move or something just to kind of, you know, just, uh, just tack on some extra funniness with that. Yeah. Um, and it's not, and it's not that the stinger like offended us. It's just, it wasn't the strongest part of the whole thing. And it's sad that that's what you're, what you're left with, but at least it's during the the outro credits and you can kind of just not really pay attention to it or whatever. Otherwise it's a, it's a, it's a fantastic fucking episode. And, uh, you know what else is a fantastic episode? I just... Listen to it this morning, and it is this month's Patreon-exclusive uh, episode of uh, Blast From Our Past podcast that you did with your brother John, and you guys talked about Tron Legacy, because on your Patreon, you guys are starting to dip into the sequels, uh, a show that I used to be a part of and uh, <laughs> apparently got fired from. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Adam and I have talked uh, off-air about it. Um, but yeah, you and you and John are, are picking up the the, the sequels um, on the Blast Run Pass Patreon. And it was awesome, mm-hmm. dude. I loved your conversation about yeah. Tron Legacy, a movie that I fucking love. Um, and you guys had some great conversations about it. And I got to admit, I'm a huge Tron fan, massive Tron fan. And I love Tron Legacy, like unbridled love for that film. You brought up a couple points that blew my fucking mind, and they were awesome, awesome observations. And I don't even want to say what they are because I want people to go listen to that episode, but it was some good shit, man. Uh, Tron Legacy, the Blast from Our Past Patreon. What you guys doing over there, man? Fill us in on it. I appreciate you. You really you set us up so fantastically. Yeah. Uh, what we're uh, getting going now is we've been like doing a lot of random stuff for our Patreon. It's been like, hey, let's test out these kind of episodes. Actually, uh, the, our show Throwback Trivia Takedown started off as a test on our Blast from Our Past. I remember that. Uh, Patreon exclusive. And so we were doing that for a while until we wanted to take that into a full podcast. Uh, and then we just kind of been doing random stuff, some extra casting, some other random, just talked about other stuff. Uh, and then eventually kind of kind of realized, you know, what? we have all these extra movies and we used to do this series with Corey that whenever we um, needed some extra space, uh, if John and I either had some vacation or other shit that we just needed to like record stuff early, me and Corey rec- would record an episode uh, of a sequel to something that John and I already talked about. 
but we've been so steady for the past two years yeah. that we haven't needed Corey's assistance. So it's like, well, shit, let's, I don't want to quit doing these sequels. So instead, we're shifting that to our Patreon exclusive content. So if you're curious about that one, uh, by the time this episode's out, we'll probably have our other one out, which is uh, we we reviewed Ernest Goes to Camp, and we picked one of the other Ernest movies. We did Ernest Goes to Jail in our exclusive one. So if you're going to hear us either blow that one to smithereens or to kind of learn if we love Ernest or not. Uh, and then after that, actually, even in July, we'll be doing uh, Independence Day Resurgence. So because we're going to do an Independence Day episode. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, if you guys, you know, are all interested in nostalgic pop culture check out blast from our past podcast yeah and if you are at all interested in nostalgic subculture maybe (laughs) i'll call it that (laughs) then you should yeah cult culture without question check out podcasting after dark that is hosted by my man Corey and our friend zach the snack (laughs) yeah dude good old zach snack uh by the time you're listening to this Actually, Adam and I are doing really good in recording way in advance, and I don't know what movie will be out, but by the time we're recording this, our Witchboard episode on Blast, oh, Jesus, Blast, Podcast After Dark uh, just dropped. Uh, Witchboard 1986, Tawny Katane, uh, who everybody probably knows from the White Snake video back in the 80s, um, but very good, good movie, really good horror movie that the director put characters first, and that was very interesting, and I'm not going to lie, that episode is been doing gangbusters uh, numbers for us. Um, also doing well is our uh, episode that your brother was on, the uh, Sci-Fi Guns, the Top 5 nice. Sci-Fi Guns episode. Adam and I already recorded a uh, Top 5 car- Movie Cars episode, so that'll be coming in a few months on Podcast After Dark, so we're having a lot of fun over there, and, uh, you know, of course, that one's got a Patreon page, too, and we interview people like, I don't know, William Sadler and uh, Sean Whalen, stuff like that. Only some huge yeah. people like that you know just william sadler that's all no uh-huh. big deal <laughs> but uh we're having fun over podcasting after dark and uh dude please check out people don't forget with uh scott grimes adam can you tell us about that one i can scott grimes is a fantastic host uh he has been putting out content uh maybe about like once a month or around that but he is passionate about different pop culture categories in different years. So he has been going over a whole bunch of different things. Um, He's a new podcast. So one of the things that like with Blast From Our Past, we have uh, over 170 episodes already out. And it might be intimidating to dive into that. If you want to start somebody from the beginning and really kind of get to know them and how they podcast and like grow with a podcast, make sure you check out People Don't Forget. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, that's a good one. It's very good. And uh, we also have Action Action. They're a great show. They talk about action movies. They've been doing it for about three years now. And uh, the cool thing is they have this uh, full list. They're ranking every action movie that they watch, putting them on a list. And you can follow this list on a a website slash app called Letterboxd. And it's cool. It it, it creates this awesome organic sort of interaction that you can have with the show. And, of course, we always want you to check out Talking Back. You know how much we love those guys. We've been talking about them for years and years oh, yeah. and years now. Those Tim and Dean are freaking awesome. So, But we appreciate all the love and support you guys give us. You can find all the shows uh, over at the BFOP Network website, uh, sometimes lovingly referred to as... BFOP! There you go. Link in the uh, show notes every episode. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week with... The Diplomats Club. Thank you. 
Hello everybody, I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia.